Welcome to the Winging It Travel podcast with me, James Hammond. Every Monday, I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you, designed to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. And we are cracking on with the USA road trip. And we're going to cover days 83, 84, 85, and 86. And this is an absolute plethora of sights and sounds in this one. So day 83... We're still in South Dakota. It's a rainy day, but we've got a few recommendations on the way to Yellowstone. So first, we stopped off at Deadwood. Now, you may know the TV series, Deadwood. It's based in Deadwood in South Dakota. And this little town is a throwback to the old classical Wild Wild West stuff. It's got the wooden doors. It's got the saloons. It's got unbelievable history. Wild Bill got killed there, if you know his history. So... Checked out the town, had a coffee, walked in those classic saloon-type bars and just enjoyed the feel, really. Maybe it's a little bit touristy now, but they have kept it pretty well reserved. And it's worth doing and stopping off and checking out. Bit of history there to read about. They've got all the classic signs, like this is where this person happened, this thing happened, this thing happened. So it is definitely worth doing. On the way after that, Deadwood was a bit rainy, so we left it. We went to Belforch Geo Center of US. So when you put in Google the center of USA geographically, you're going to get three things. They all have different reasons. This one is when Hawaii and Alaska joined. This is now the Geo Center of the USA. So there's a sign there. Tells you a bit about the history. It's got every flag of each state and some information about each of those states. Hey, something to tick off the list, isn't it? Then we drove to one of the most unusual things I think I've seen in nature. It's called Devil's Tower in South Dakota. So pop that into your Google. And this is an unusual rock, if you like, in the middle of absolute nowhere. You can go up there, drive there, walk around some trails and walk around it pretty close to the base of it. And I actually think walking around the base is cool, but you can't see it because it's so big. I mean... You can look up, it's a bit like looking at a skyscraper. You want to go back somewhere else and kind of take a photo. Because it just pops out of the ground. It's like a little thumbnail thing you put on your thumb. It's like just that sort of shape. Unusual. Scientists don't really know how or why it's there. And it's very iconic because as you drive towards there, kind of nothing around really. It just pops out of nowhere. You can see it for miles and miles. And I've got a few restaurants there and you can do a tour or speak to the park rangers so i would check that out i knew nothing about it until adam in washington dc recommended it so these three things were all recommendations in south dakota so south dakota not only has mount rushmore has devil's tower it's got a geo center of u.s sort of visitor center and it's got deadwood as a town three non-planned things we put them into our itinerary and we absolutely loved them Then we drove up the Highway 14 towards Yellowstone National Park and we're going via the east entrance just because of geographically that's where we're coming from and obviously into Wyoming, another new state. And we stayed at Three Mile Campground because it took ages to get there 
from South Dakota. And this is a very rustic campground. I think we're there two days before it closes for the season. Lots of rules. You can't leave food out. There's bears about. Lots of wildlife. But for $20 a night, we booked in for two nights. And we met a couple next to us. They're from New York State. And they are a bit older than us. And on a seven-month trip. Just, I guess they work or don't work or retired. I'm not sure. But they've got their huge camp van with their truck. And they drive around seven months. I think they're going south to get warmer weather because obviously up north it gets colder and they're checking out Yellowstone at the same time as us. Very cold that evening. Probably the first night that we had where it's proper, proper cold. And this is reflected in the next day because day 84, we're going into Yellowstone National Park, drove to the East Gate, it's free to get in with National Pass. And the first thing we saw was a sort of upturned camper van. They obviously skidded off the road and I hope they're okay, don't know. The camper van was in the bushes. Not the best scenario for those guys, but it makes sense because as we drove in, the park ranger said that we need to drive really carefully and slowly. It snowed overnight. There's ice on the road as you go up and you just need to be careful. So that was a stark reminder as soon as we entered into Yellowstone. We went from there to the highest point in Yellowstone, which you drive through, and it's gone from blue lakes, trees, and you know, normal from where we're staying to snow in literally 15 minutes it has gone flip side in terms of weather it's magical it feels like i'm driving at christmas we drove past sylvan lake i really want to stop there because it had great scenery but just it's on the other side of the road we didn't want to cause any accidents or try and skid our way to the car park so we thought no we'll see that on the next day but it was like a christmas scene snow-capped mountains around you trees that got snow on them still got steam coming off the lake Oh, unreal. Breathtaking, really. But as we made our way down towards the lake level in Yellowstone, we saw loads of bison, loads of elk, and we kind of had a list of attractions we're going to go and see. Now, when you come through from the East Gate, you can go left or right pretty much, and it's a loop road. Now, if you're doing two or three days, you're obviously going to go partly in and maybe stay in the campground in the site, but they were booked out, so we had to come back and go back to our campsite that we booked. And if you're doing it in a day, just make sure you get your petrol kind of filled up to the tank because it can get really expensive in there and there's not many options. So fill up your car and choose either left or right. We went right, so we went along the north side of the loop road and then back round, find the south loop, back to our campground. And then the day after, we're going left, so we're going to go around the south up to West Yellowstone. And on this day, we had a few things to tick off. We want to go and see the mud volcano, the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone, Steamboat Geezers, uh, the Oblique Geyser as well. And it's a day filled with lots of geysers, lots of weird smelling sulphur, lots of boiling water everywhere, elk, bison, other wildlife, waterfalls, and quite a lot of people chuck in there. A lot of driving. It's a heck of a day. But unreal views. Felt a bit surreal being there. You hear about it, you read about it. And it's like, oh, you could spend a week here easily. So we had to pick and choose what to see. This is a Patreon shout out to Laura from the Swamp Soup Stickers, who has contributed £5 to the podcast on my Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it. And it helps the podcast to keep going in the future. If you're interested, head to the show notes where you'll find a link to my Patreon. The website address is patreon.com forward slash we're going to travel podcast. For five English pounds, you will receive 
some trendy stickers from myself and the posts, a shout out on each episode, and also my digital travel planner by email. Thank you for your support. And in hindsight, we probably should have stayed in the Yellowstone National Park and probably booked it maybe a bit more in advance because what we had to do is drive, go through the North Park Loop, see our stuff, drive all the way back via the South Loop, back to the campsite. I mean, you're kind of wasting a lot of petrol there, right? But anyway, fantastic day. If you go to my YouTube channel on this episode, you're going to see some fantastic videos and photos I've taken on that trip. So get there if you want to check out a bit more of a visual of what we're seeing. At the campsite, another cold night. The next day, day 85, this is Yellowstone, and I'm going to drive into Idaho afterwards. Now, Yellowstone here on this day was clear, crisp, blue sky. No threat of icy roads, no snow. Still some snow left from the day before, but not much. And we thought, oh, wow, the photos are really going to come out today. Drove through the east entrance, and we did stop off at Sylvan Lake. This has to be one of the highlights of the trip. Sylvan Lake is this magical bit of water that's completely still. It has steam coming up from the water. There is trees all around it, mountains in the background. So this scene today is blue, green and snow-capped mountains. I mean, what else do you want? So we, well, I guess we hang around there for like half an hour just admiring the views. Bit nippy, bit cold because you're high up in elevation. But my word, you're going to have to stop there and kind of, I think you can do it maybe a trail around there as well we didn't want to do that we just want to stop there take some photos and enjoy it and some of the other people who stopped off there were saying how magical it was and i i can't disagree unreal so we drove off from there and the main attraction in yellowstone that you do want to see is called the old faithful and the reason it's the main attraction is because it actually the geyser kind of springs up and explodes every day without fail and they can sort of guess what time it's going to happen so if you go online Chuck in the Old Faithful Geyser Yellowstone. And on the website, it will tell you roughly on that day what time you think it's going to explode. So what I would advise is getting there half an hour early. There's lots of seating there. So lots of people drive there, park up, get their coffee and go and sit down and just wait for the time. Our approximate time was, I think it was 12.23, I think they guessed. So we got there about 11.30, quite early. And it probably exploded around 12.15, 12.20. And my word, I've seen this before in Chile and Iceland but it's just spectacular it's just like a mystery isn't it why is it all sprawling up the water spitting out of the surface what's causing that there's like a little one then there's a big one and it goes on for ages like for two or three minutes it's spouting out it really is a spectacular sight of nature and one that I just can't recommend enough like you're just gonna have to go and do it it's probably the the most cliche thing to do in Yellowstone but you've got to do it. It's the main attraction for a reason. So Old Faithful is definitely worth checking out. And then we kind of saw a few more geysers around there, a few more waterfalls, and we saw some amazing bison and elk in the distance from a viewpoint. So we got a camera out. And unreal for this is that people were parked where the elk were coming across the water. And they got out and got literally two or three metres from the elk. I'm like, what are you doing? These guys got huge antlers. They can charge you. I have no idea what they're thinking. We also realised that people get really close to bison and these guys fight off lions and tigers and stuff. So I'm not sure what people really think about the safety of this. But our pictures for bison were in a car at a safe distance and I got some cool photos of that. But main highlights were of Yellowstone, just the crisp blue skies, the views, the geysers, the unusual landscape, Mars-like if you like. 
uh, decent coffee. You can get you know, some stores around there. You can get like coffee and go and see some stuff. Lots of trails, lots of walk. Sylvan Lake was definitely a highlight. And it's just a fantastic area to go and see. And there's lots to see and do. And you would definitely need one or two weeks. Two days is kind of touching the surface, really. But you could probably tick off the popular sights and sounds. So we went through the east entrance. It's a pretty spectacular drive in. You're going up to the east entrance and you're still going up to Sylvan Lake. It's near the high point and you're going down towards the main lake of Yellowstone. The west Yellowstone entrance is a bit more bland. It's just a town. So I would recommend starting in east entrance. After this, we drove to the west Yellowstone because they have a lot of services there. Coffee, lunch and had lunch. Got some petrol. Then we made our way into Idaho, another new state. And we're heading sort of towards the Twin Falls area for a rest stop night. Classic night here for USA. Gonna pack up the rest stop, have a basic dinner in the camper van, and get sleep. But overall, a highlight of the USA so far, but also of the road trip, and arguably of the trip of that year because some of the sights and sounds are unreal. Bison, oh, love it. Anyway, day 86 is the last day of this podcast episode, and we're driving to Christmas Valley in Oregon. Pop that into your Google search, and you're gonna see this tiny, tiny village in the middle of absolute nowhere. And the reason we chose it is. It's about five, six hours of driving. It's a fair place to stop because we're going to Oregon after that. And they had a campsite. Hours and hours of driving through roads, back roads. Didn't see anyone for hours. It felt quite eerie. Um, we stopped by Boise, which is like a, I think it's like, I don't know if it's the capital of Idaho, but it's one of the biggest cities. But desolate roads with no one. The startling thing was to see no one, but also the wildfire smoke. So we get into the area of the USA, the western part, where wildfires were still raging. And heavy smoke filled this area to the point we couldn't even see when we're driving. We're like, oh, should we stay here? Not really sure. Fires, middle of nowhere, not really any service. Not sure. Anyway, we arrived in the Christmas Valley and we found a campsite. Put into Google Christmas Valley campsite, you'll see an RV campsite available there, $20 a night. It's got amenities like shower and they have um, toilets, obviously. They actually have uh, like a motel style accommodation, but the restaurant is closed. And this village, as we drove through, has like two, 300 people. The classic American village would have nowhere. And on the campsite, some long-termers. No idea what they're thinking in terms of long-term there. Don't know what you do there. Just hang out in your camper van. I can imagine it gets quite hot there. It's like a desert-like area right wildfire is pretty close but comfortable ish lots of wind didn't see anyone no real restaurants real desolate but an experience that we kind of expected in the camper van driving across usa felt quite small but hey it's part of those experiences that you want to get right but all in all a comfortable night and we're set off to oregon the next day so i'm going to finish there because yellowstone deserves its own kind of episode really I've described what I loved about it. I would highly recommend people to go there. If you have your National Parks Pass, you're going to get in for free. Uh, lots of parking, some services in there like petrol, restaurants, cafes, an unreal amount of roads to go down, lots of viewpoints, lots of trails, lots of wildlife. It really does encompass everything you want to see in a national park. USA is amazing for this. And it's definitely a highlight of our trip so far. I will finally say for Yellowstone, I'm going to do a special episode on that on my YouTube channel. So I really want to showcase all the photos and videos I've got of that place. It's definitely worth a video on its own. So go to my YouTube channel to check that out. 
But thanks for tuning in to the audio podcast. We crack on next to Oregon. So we're going to go down sort of towards Northern California and hit the 101 road and start making our way back up towards Vancouver. So we're getting almost towards the end of the USA road trip. But right now, as we speak today in this episode, we're right bang in the middle of USA. It can't get any more desolate, desert-like. It really is unlike anything I've seen before on a road trip. Hopefully that gets the imagination going, and I'll catch you next time for the next side episode. Thank you. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcast, and other stuff. Thank you.